Welcome to the story of cooking. I'm Sarah Nicholas and today we are here in Arthur Avenue located in the Bronx just north of Manhattan and what some people don't know is it's actually known as Little Italy as well. It's one of the less known areas of Little Italy. The most well known is in Manhattan but it's been a mecca of Italian tradition and Italian food for over a century. Generations and generations of Italian families have been moving into the area and one of the cool things about it is a lot of the establishments that are here have been family owned since their conception. This area is also known as Belmont and it was originally all farmland. In the mid-1800s, Irish and German immigrants moved into the area and it wasn't until the Bronx Zoo was established that there was a real influx of Italian families. I'm about to step into Mario's, which has been here since 1919 and serving up the best Neapolitan cuisine that you can find anywhere in New York City. So let's go inside and eat. Hi and welcome to the story of cooking. I'm Sarah Nicholas. we're going to cook is filete de pomodoro, correct? Yes. All right, Fettuccine filete de pomodoro. Fettuccine de filete pomodoro. Right, correct, you got it. All right, so what's the first thing we do? First we cook, uh, put the lard, onions, and the prosciutto in. Okay, lard, prosciutto, and onions. And we saute that. And it's interesting that you cook with lard. <laughs> yes, not too often, but yes. But we like lard. I'm from the south. So we, we use a lot of lard in our cooking as well. Actually, when we make that big pot of sauce back there, mm -hmm. and we brown our meats for the sauce, there's lard in there. Nice. I like it. So we're just sauteing this? Just sauteing this. Okay. Then when that's ready, we'll add some tomatoes. Okay. Salt and pepper. Right. And parsley. Very simple. And this is one of your specials, correct? Yes. So now the chef is adding the tomato sauce to the dish. No salt. And seasoning it up. No pepper. And no parsley. Salt, pepper, and parsley. All right, and throwing it back on the flame. The secret to Chef Michael's pomodoro is he cooks everything down until it gets thick and he does everything from scratch. All the sauces are made to order, correct? Yes, it is. Whatever way you want it, that's how we do it. Good. It smells delicious now. I can't wait to try it. Okay. All right. How simple as that? Yeah, very simple. And you just throw fettuccine. it over some fettuccine? Over pasta, you cook it and put it together and serve it. Excellent, yep. excellent. the pasta dishes that has made Mario's famous. Now next, my favorite special here at Mario's, Chicken Royale. Chef, 
Walk us through it. Yes. Well, first, we're going to have a breast of chicken. Okay, chicken breasts. Pounded out. Pounded out. Pounded out. And then we're going to put a slice of prosciutto on top. Okay. And we're going to pound that out together. And then we're going to dredge it in flour. Alrighty. So we're going to take the chicken and the, the prosciutto that have been pounded out and we're going to dredge it in flour. We're dredge it in flour first. Okay. And then we're going to come to the frying pan, put a little oil in it. Alright. So we're going to put a little olive oil in the frying pan. Now we're going to put the chicken in the oil. Alright. We're going to take the chicken and the prosciutto and fry it in the oil. And it probably doesn't take long to cook because it's, no. it's very thin. Right. I stop it. Only takes a few minutes. While that is sauteing a little bit, uh -huh. we get our frying pan. We put a little broth in it. What? Chicken broth. All right. So now we're um, in a separate pan. We're going to get some chicken broth. A little bit of butter. And a little bit of butter. Salt and pepper. Season it up with some salt and pepper. And some white wine. And of course, some white wine. Always good. <laughs> and we put that on the and This should be ready. All right, looks like our chicken is about finished. And we're just going to throw that into the chicken, white wine, and butter sauce. And put it over the heat. Right. And another frying pan. We got some broccoli rabe. And then we're going to take some broccoli rabe. Saute that with a little bit of butter. And saute it with a little bit of butter, which is very classic Italian, broccoli rabe. If you're from the south, you don't really eat a lot of broccoli rabe. In fact, I had never had broccoli rabe until I moved to New York. So we have our chicken and our prosciutto that is sauteing, sitting in the nice broth with the white wine and the butter. We have our broccoli rabe sauteing and our butter, so our dish is almost complete. Yes, now we just have to put it together. Now we just assemble. So we just laid the broccoli rabe down on the platter and we just top it with the chicken and then pour the sauce over it. It looks delicious. You can really smell the white wine and the butter. Prosciutto? No, slice of cheese. What kind of cheese? Mozzarella. So the last step is just to throw it under the broiler for two minutes, just to melt the cheese, make it bubbly. And when that's done, we're going to go into the dining room and we're going to be joined by Joe and his daughter Regina and we're going to enjoy both of these delicious dishes. So we're now here at the table and we're going to get to enjoy what we made in the kitchen. And we're now joined by Regina, who is Joe's daughter and fifth generation um, family member that now works in this restaurant. So why don't you... Why don't we just start? Why don't you tell me, uh, recap again for the audience, um, the okay, pasta the dish? Okay, the fettuccine filetta di pomodoro. I'm gonna share that for all of us. Okay, and tell me, tell, tell everyone again what's, what's in the dish. Uh, actually, it's uh, Italian plum tomatoes, onions, and prosciutto. That's how the sauce is made, oh, as you saw inside. Yeah, I know. So while we're enjoying this classic dish, do you, somebody wanna tell me the history of Mario's? It's been around 97 years. Sure, in 1919, my uh, great-grandmother came uh, up here shopping with my grandfather on Arthur Avenue. They had a little pizzeria down in East Harlem. And uh, 
she saw this little store that was available and vacant for rent, and she told my grandfather that uh, she, let's open a little place here. So they rented this little store which held six tables. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father going to school in the neighborhood, actually it was called, the restaurant was named after my grandfather, whose name was Giuseppe. So they called it G. Meliucci, which is the family name. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a pizzeria and a little restaurant my great-grandmother used to cook in the back. And what happened was, my father going to school in the neighborhood, the, the kids that he went to school with, he was a youngster, mm -hmm. they would say, oh, let's go to Mario's for pizza. So it got so that everybody was calling it Mario's because right. of that, and my grandfather changed the name to Mario's, and that's how we became Mario's. Delicious. And we started with six tables. Yeah. Little place. And now we sit 120 people in the dining room. Okay. We have two banquet rooms. One holds 50, and the other one 150. So you do a lot so of we parties. We some parties in that. Yeah, we room? do our parties. We have our own parking lot too, which and we nice. have valet parking in the evenings, and uh, self parking in the lot. We have a, uh, a gentleman there that uh, uh -huh. checks the cars and gives them the tickets. Gotcha. And then after 4:30 or so, he comes here and then he valets the cars. Nice. During the daytime, it's too busy the street to valet mm -hmm. them, so that's why we do it that way. First class service. This is really, really delicious. You can taste the um, prosciutto, right? The prosciutto yeah, gives it the flavor. Mm -hmm. It's really good. So your um, family was from Naples, Italy? And that's why My you... father was born in Naples, and then as a youngster, they came here. So, uh, and they first opened a restaurant in Cairo. Well, originally, Egypt? they had a place in Cairo, Egypt. They went from Naples to Cairo, Egypt. My great grandfather and my great grandmother. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, my father, my grandfather, went back to Naples, married Grandma Maria. <laughs> he went back to Cairo, Egypt. So Maria and Mario. <laughs> so uh, they went back to Cairo, Egypt, and then uh, Grandma was pregnant to my father. Mm -hmm. And my my great -grand my grandmother wanted to have my father born in Naples, so they moved back to Naples. My great grandfather passed away, and they came to America. Nice, nice. And that's how they started. How did you get started in here, Regina? Since I was a kid. Yeah. Really young. So you're probably the... an excellent cook yourself. I do all right. She does very well. <laughs> I do all right. That's my husband married me because I could cook. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good reason. Yeah, it could. <laughs> never stop. Worse reasons. <laughs> Exactly. And then I, I, I started when I was 13. Mm -hmm. I used to come on the weekends, take cash, bus tables. Oh, okay. And uh, then I, my parents didn't want me in this mm -hmm. business because it's so demanding and you have no family life. Right. And, uh, they, Unless all they, your family they, works they, for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, you're missing out on all the rest of them. Sure, sure. So uh, I went to college. I took up electrical engineering after two years. I said, Dad, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I want to be in this business. I like to be around people. Mm -hmm. Yes, he said, okay. people Then he, gave, he came to work. He said, okay. He made me the porter. I washed floors. <laughs> I did That's everything good. that you everybody start, else did. Start from the bottom. And, uh, you know the whole business. And now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing a When I was, uh, I guess, uh, 20, my father opened another place in Larchmont, New York, mm -hmm. in Westchester County. And I ran the whole show down here myself when I was 20 years old. So I bet a lot of you don't know this, but this place actually started out with 
sawdust on the floor and six tables and yes. it's grown into what it is today. In fact, there's a picture over there on the yes, wall of the original uh, place. Only six tables, the wireback chairs, sawdust on the floor and that's wooden and marble tables. Mm -hmm. That's how they started. So what was the area like in 1919 when um, uh, your family opened uh, the was uh, the, the city market wasn't next door. They had push carts down the street mm -hmm. with the, the vendors in the street. And uh, there were only a few restaurants. There were a couple of restaurants. I think there was uh, maybe four or five restaurants in the neighborhood. Right. And you guys are, you've been here the longest, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. There's not that many restaurants that survived 97 years in New York City. Not as long as us, no. No, absolutely not. They've been, there are more restaurants now than then. I guess there are maybe over 20 eating places, meaning mm -hmm. little cafes and stuff. Now. Sure, sure. So we're going to get these dishes cleaned up and then try our chicken royale. All right. So this is the chicken royale. Is it on your? It's it's on your menu always. Uh, that's a special. A special. It's a dish that we made up of our own. It's not uh, a common dish. Okay. So tell us what's in the chicken royale again. Chicken royale is uh, broccoli rob sautéed in a light butter sauce, mm -hmm. and the chicken is uh, uh, with the prosciutto and mozzarella, mm. and the whole thing's put in a, a wine sauce, a white wine sauce. White wine sauce. Okay. Mozzarella over the chicken. So this is a dish created This here. was one of our dishes, yeah. Is it one of... Um, one of my dishes, personally. One of your... Oh, okay. Cool. So what dishes on the menu are from the original great, great, great... Well, you have a lot of... <laughs> you, you know, we, we have a couple of old world dishes that mm -hmm. we make, like brushola, and we make tripe, which is, uh, you know, the lining yeah. of the stomach. And those are really the Do old people world. order the tripe? Yes, yes, they do. We sell a lot of it. The pulpo salad. And, uh, the pulpo salad, yeah, I salad, imagine. salad, and we still have the basic dishes, lasagna, veal parmigiana, we have all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Manicotti, homemade manicotti, homemade lasagna. And the most popular, what's the most ordered dish? Um, they all, they're all pretty, mm -hmm. the clams oregonata are very fried well, famous for the, fried calamari. and the fried calamari, everybody orders that. So this also, yeah, no, this is, it's delicious. I love broccoli rob too. Okay. That's so not, good. Not everybody likes the broccoli rob. Well, it's a, little it's a little bitter. The better yeah. it is, the better it is. The better it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and also if you put it in white wine and butter, you know, everything tastes good. It's going to be good. So there's um, a lot of famous clientele that come through here, regulars. We have our regulars and we always have new people. Mm -hmm. And they come from the tri-state area. We have people from Manhattan, Connecticut, New Jersey, Long Island. Mm -hmm. Do you have people that come here and it's like, I've been coming here for 50 years, yes, they walk through do. the door? And some of them are three generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you filmed The Sopranos here once? We did a scene in The Sopranos. Yes, we Second did. Second series, sixth episode. Second series, sixth episode. We'll check that out. Mm -hmm. But you turned down The Godfather. My <laughs> father did. <laughs> well, this is delicious. Um, the carrots, too, that is an original recipe. That's, yeah, my, my mother course. started that. Because when I first saw it, it was like, that doesn't, pickle carrots doesn't seem very... My uh, mother started doing them, and you know, it's very Italian. hard. If you ever try to cut a lot of carrots and shoestrings, yeah. it's very difficult. No, and, yeah. And, and so she would make some and put it out, and it got to be so popular. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do now uh, a 20-pound bag of carrots, two of them a week. Oh, my. So I, I found a way of... Doing it quicker because you have a machine. Take, <laughs> used to take them all day. My help in the kitchen, peeling and cutting. Was that your job? No, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't mine either. <laughs> I uh, 
I decided to, uh, I went to the trade show, mm -hmm. and they had a carrot peeler. You stick the carrot on the top and pull it out the bottom. Yeah, like it takes, the french fries. Uh, it takes the yeah. skin off. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Okay, and then we cut them in half, mm -hmm. and I had a french fry cutter, mm -hmm. and we did it that way. So now, it took them all day. It takes them maybe an hour or so. And you pickle them in vinegar and Well, we boil spices. them. We boil, boil them with uh, water and white vinegar, mm -hmm. and we cool them, and then we season them. And so this recipe is well over 97 years old, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So what was your first job here, then, if you weren't the uh, carrot peeler? <laughs> I started when I was, I guess, 12, 13. I used to come in and help them uh, years ago before credit card machine. You had to do them manually. Sure. And I would sit there from the weekend and pull all the credit cards apart and put them, batch them together and mail them out for him. And then payroll. And mm -hmm. then I went to work for another company. And then I guess it was 1987, 88. I says, uh, can I, I need to come full time. Yeah. I love being there. So. Yeah. And I did. I came full time. We opened upstairs with the catering. Mm -hmm. It became a lot more work. Bigger place, yeah. more people, more employees. Yeah, a lot of people come through. A lot here, more so. work for me to do. Good. Yeah. Good. It works. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Everything's been delicious, and I've enjoyed learning how to make Neapolitan classics. And I will definitely be back. Thank you so much, Regina, it's, and of course, Joe. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much. So now I'm headed back to the kitchen, and I'm going to try some more great recipes of my own. So I hope you enjoyed that tour of Arthur Avenue, the Bronx, and our visit to Mario's where we learned all about Neapolitan cuisine at its finest. I'm actually going to make a dish that's from a different region of Italy, the Abruzzo region of Italy, where they specialize in simple cuisine, delicious, it's one of the hidden culinary treasures of Italy, everybody always flocks to the Tuscan region, um, but Abruzzo really has a lot to offer. It's located on the Adriatic Sea and it also has mountains. So you get a really good combination of cuisines. You get hearty mountain dishes and then you also get a lot of seafood. It has crepes and Parmesan and herbs and that's about it. Can't get any more simple than that. And then you cook it in a nice chicken broth, which was what we are going to start warming up. Our chicken stock. It was probably already warm when it hit that dish. That's good, just let that hang out there for a second. And then we're gonna start our crepe batter. Starts with the dry ingredients. We're gonna add flour and some salt and nutmeg, kind of a secret little spice. And we're gonna add some Parmesan cheese, two tablespoons of Parmesan cheese. Mix that all together. All right, now we're gonna add our wet ingredients, which is four eggs. Lightly beaten before you put them in. Mix that up. All right, now we're gonna add the dry ingredients. We're gonna add some milk, whole milk, and some heavy cream. And this needs to be a really runny batter because it's gonna, it's gonna be crepes, the crepe-like consistency. And if any of you have had crepes, you know they're the very, very, very thin pancake. And you don't want lumps, so try to mix it as well as you can. All right. And the last ingredient that we're gonna add is some parsley. These are herbed crepes. You can really add whatever kind of herb you like, and certainly Italian cuisine has a lot of herbs to choose from. All right. Ideally, you want this to sit 
for a little bit because you want the glutens to relax before you bake it. So we'll just leave that hanging out there for a minute. Crepes are a very tricky thing to make. And you want to make sure you do it in a non-stick pan because again, they can, they can stick really easily and you want to butter the bottom of the pan or use oil, whichever you prefer. Make sure it's good and whisked. Little lumps as possible. I'm gonna see if this works out for me. Just like making pancakes, the first one is usually always sacrificed, right? This in my household. All right. And what you can do too, is you can kind of swirl it around so it just has that thin layer. And you're gonna have a little clumps, obviously, because you have the Parmesan that's in there, which adds that lovely salty nuttiness. As you can see, it's already kind of cooking on the edges. Okay, and it looks ready to flip. Say a little prayer. Ta-da! Beautiful, a little golden. Literally, it'll just take seconds to cook on that one side. Grab a plate, set it over here. So pretty much already cooked through. So this one should be good to go. Try another one. Look how beautiful that looks. So good. Let's put another little bit of butter in the pan just to make sure it doesn't stick. Oh, that's okay. You can have a tail. This one looks about ready. Let's kind of move this crepe over so we can lay the next one down. Perfect. Golden, stuck together. We're doing well. Just let that cook for a few seconds. And take it out. All right, now to assemble. So simple. We're gonna take a soup bowl we actually are going to serve this in a broth. And all you're going to do is you're going to take some more Parmesan and you're going to put it inside the crepe. And I guess you could put anything you wanted to in here, but again, this is the beautiful simplicity of this dish. You get the herbs and the nutty saltiness of the, uh, the Parmesan. Roll it up. Lay it in the bowl. Okay, we're just gonna serve this with a chicken broth. Very simply, over the top. Not drowning, but just swimming. There we go. And then if you want to, you can add a little more Parmesan on top. There you go. Perfect, simple, abruzzo dish for a cold winter's night. I'm gonna get this area cleaned up and when we come back, we're gonna taste this. All right, we're ready to dig into this beautiful dish. Mm. You gotta love Parmesan, because it's definitely got a lot of Parmesan, but it's so good. Again, that salty, nutty flavor and that herbs that are intermingling with it throughout the crepe, so good. Classic, simple, perfect. We had a full day today at Arthur Avenue. We enjoyed some fantastic Neapolitan dishes at Mario's, and then we came back here and cooked this delicious crepe dish. It's been great having you. We're about out of time. Thank you so much for joining me on the story of cooking. I'm Sarah Nicholas, and just remember behind every story is a great recipe.